I'm your host, Craig Walker, and I want to welcome you to the podcast, The Extraordinary Life, where every week we set our sights on living the God-given destiny, the extraordinary life that God has called us to. Every week I have a guest come and join me as we provoke one another to jealousy, to live that grand adventure God has called us to. And this week I'm privileged to have my bride with me of 33 years almost. Leslie Walker is with me today. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you, baby. And this week we're going to discuss a book I wrote several years ago called The Last Minute God. And I had no idea when I wrote that book how far it would reach, how many people would read it. It's now been translated into 14 different languages. Um, it's going to unreach people, even to pygmies in, in Africa that live on a nature wildlife preserve have had this book in their hand. And the whole premise of the book is that in Scripture, we often see that God waits until the very last minute to answer prayer. All throughout Scripture, it's not an exception. It is something we see over and over again. Abraham and Isaac, the three Hebrew children, the children of Israel at the Red Sea, the Elijah's widow that provided her last meal for Elijah. Over and over again, we see God provide at the last minute. And because he does that, it makes us question, why? Why does he wait till the last minute? Is he a cruel jokester? Is he out to get us? Does he like to see us sweat? And so today we're going to discuss that and wanted to ask you, have you ever seen some of those last minute deliverances in your own life? And what, what, was, what did that feel like? Um, yes, I think it's just part of everybody's life. It's how the Lord works in our lives. It's how he forms us into his character. So I think it's something, if you're looking for it, we can all see it throughout our lives. And so you're saying that it is part of the journey of faith. It's how God develops us. Is that yeah. what you've seen in your life? Yes, I, I believe so. I, I just think it's part of him forging us into his character. If, we, if he just gave us what we wanted when we wanted it, we'd all be spoiled brats and nobody would want to be around us. So he's trying to make us Christ-like. That's his goal so we can be Christ in the earth. And um, so he waits and he stretches and he makes us stand in faith. And that's the process. So for our listeners, so you know, you may not be familiar with Upward Church or with us, but Leslie and I have been in ministry now for over 30 years. And we have been around the world as missionaries and gone to the nations. And uh, when we were newly married, brand new newlyweds. Mm -hmm. We went to China yep. and China was still under martial law when we went there after the Tiananmen Square massacre. And then when our son was just three months old, we went to Czechoslovakia, the Eastern Bloc countries. The wall had come down. The gospel was flooding in and we lived in a, a bus and traveled with a tent preaching the gospel. And, um, a public transport bus. A public transport bus. And, and two little beds. Little we had beds. A crib in the back for Christian. <laughs> <laughs> a sink. 
And uh, said, watch your step when you were going up into the bus. And all through our journey, we can certainly say that we have seen God come through at the very last minute. Yeah. Uh, so many times, so many occasions in our life. And it did make our faith grow. I remember when we were getting ready to go to China, the last thing we needed to really happen was to sell a car. And you remember we were at the gas station filling it up and a la I filled up the car and was pulling off and a lady literally ran up to the car and she said, I rolled down the window. She said, are you selling this car? And I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And she said, well, I was driving by and the Lord told me to turn around and come back. I was supposed to buy this car. I mean, isn't that amazing when that kind of thing happens? And it, it was amazing. And then it ended up really being a divine appointment for us because we went back to this woman's house. She was buying it for her elderly mother. And we she was a good Christian. And we all got to share and talk about the Lord. And she told us how she'd been holding her post for years in prayer every morning, very early in the morning, this elderly saint. And it was just inspiring. So that's the great adventure with the Lord. If, you're, if you've got eyes to look for it, you can really see how he's working. And really that last minute deliverance, man, our faith just jumped, didn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, we knew that indeed God had called us to China. It was a road marker to say, yep, I've called you and I'm making a way for you. And that's what these last minute deliverances do in our life. It makes our faith jump so much. And he did it also another time when we were having, we were moving to Virginia for a job. We had a home that we had built that we had to sell. And um, it was supposed to be part of our retirement plan and everything. And anyway, it was a pretty big house that we built. and. Um, we weren't giving it away, so we needed a special buyer. And um, so a man was driving around the cul-de-sac. I was outside pulling weeds in the front yard, and I literally went out to his truck and said, come on in. I peeled off my dirty socks from cleaning the weeds and picking weeds, and they, he and his girlfriend came in, and he ended up buying our house. And another time in Georgia, we were trying to sell a home because we were moving for another job, and I literally chased this man. This man slowed down in his truck. I chased him down the street, and he came, uh, and he, he came in the house and looked at the house, and we had the fire roaring at the time, and he ended up buying the house too. So <laughs> those were some good last-minute provisions. Those were definitely last minute uh, provisions. I remember the first house you mentioned was in 2008 hmm. and there were four pages of houses in our price range. And it was 2008 when the real estate right. had collapsed and really a miracle had to happen. And really that miracle is what enabled us to plant Upward Church. If that house hadn't sold, we wouldn't have been able to move to Virginia and start Upward Church. Mm -hmm. But it came through at the very last minute. Mm -hmm. And I'd love for you to talk about, as a pastor's wife, and you know, following and working and a crazy guy like me around the world, You, I know it's been challenging and it's, it's been, uh, it's, you know, it's not an easy life, but it's so rewarding. And how have you 
quieted your soul? What do you do in the waiting? Because I think a lot of people listening to us, they, they, they're hopeful. You know, they hope so much that there'll be a last minute deliverance for them. But you know, that nagging fear and the devil speaking in your ears, what do you do in those times? Yeah, that's the trick. My challenge for me is just trying not to get too anxious and worry and um, get fretful about it. So I just have to stay in prayer and try to give it to the Lord, try to put it on the altar and get my hands off of it and say, Lord, I trust that you're gonna take care of this. And I'm not gonna make myself sick worrying about it because my life's in the Father's hands. And he says he prepares our path, he plans our steps if we're in God. And so we've, we've got to rest in that. I've got a new book coming out in March that is called Rediscovering You and hmm. putting the puzzle of your personality together so it betters you and all of your relationships. And part of that puzzle that I use is the Enneagram. And on the Enneagram, I know you're a one. Right. The perfectionist. Sadly. And how does that affect you in these last minute in the waiting? What do you have to do as a one hmm. to um, quiet your soul and and be okay with things not being perfect and, and the uncertainty of waiting? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Probably for the one, the big challenge is that life is not perfect. And, and God doesn't do things the way we want him to do it or expect him to. So um, we just have to, you got to roll with life a little bit with the Lord because he's got his plans better than our plan. So just being pliable, trying to be. <laughs> you know, when a, uh, it, it really for married folks that are listening, um, the, the type of your spouse is really uh, challenging sometimes for the type that you are. So I'm a three. I'm the let's go accomplish it. Let's get it done. Achiever. Achiever. And, um, and so I'm ready to go. Let's drop everything and go. And fortunately, the Lord brought you into my life as a one. The to breaks. Fill in some of the blanks and dot the T, I's and cross the T's. And, um, but it's, it's so important to work together as a team. If you're, gonna, if you're going to really live an extraordinary life, even in the secular world, they, you will read books that they acknowledge Many of the most successful CEOs have had successful marriages where they stuck with their spouse. Hmm. And can you talk about how to go to the last minute um, the, when God waits to the last minute with your spouse and, 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 and how helpful or, or what do you do for each other during those times? Well, with you, you know, you, you kind of get lots of new ideas all the time. And I had to learn that they're just ideas. <laughs> not all going to happen. And, um, but, and, and so once I've figured that out, that was very helpful. Um, so, so I try not to freak out every time you've got all kinds of new ideas. But, um, and also the Lord did prepare me in like, I grew up 
I was not a Christian. I didn't know anything about God, but I did grow up traveling a lot. My, I lived in Europe with my family. My father was in the shipping industry, so we just traveled to all these large port cities and moved there for a while, and then we'd move on to the next one. So I was already kind of in that rhythm when I met you. So that was um, so that was helpful, helpful setup for for being your wife. But I don't know if I answered the question. <laughs> no, you did great. You know, it, it makes it, it it's so important as we talk to our listeners about living an extraordinary life, <clears throat> it's so important that you understand that your life, God pre-planned your life. You have a pre-planned itinerary. And even when you're not following Christ, you're on that journey. And God is just waiting and he's reaching out, but he's got you on the journey. Even when you're lost, God is still directing your life for you. As you said, I wasn't walking with the Lord, but God was preparing me as a child in my teenage years by my, by my father moving around in the shipping business. It was preparation. You recognize that. My whole life, really. Your whole life. Yeah. And it's true of everybody. God has a pre-planned itinerary for people to live an extraordinary grand adventure. It's going to take risk. It's going to take stretching. Right. But if you will submit to his lordship in your life, all the th threads of your life will come together. And, and at points in your life, you'll look at the tapestry of your life and you'll go, you know, it makes sense now. Right. This is why this happened. This is why this happened. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's what you're saying, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. God does it. Yeah. And so um, I think it's important for all of us as we look at the word of God, you know, the Bible says these things were written for our example, these stories. They're just not random stories. They're right. put in there for us. The Bible says for us. Mm -hmm. So today, as you're listening to this podcast, wherever you are, know that these last minute deliverances in the Word of God are written to encourage you to never let go of hope, and it is never over until it's over. Just trust God, lean on God, and see what He will do. What is the hardest thing for you in the waiting? What's the hardest part for you when you're waiting on God to, to give you a last-minute answer? Well, like I had said before, just having the peace and resting in it. And um, I know God can always outlast us. He, that's, he's, he, that's what he does. So I may as well just enjoy the ride because it, he's going to do what he's going to do. Not that we don't have to do our part. We have to pray. We have to stay in God's word and be faithful do, and do our part. But after that, just buckle up. And you can rest in that because God's got a good plan, a future and a hope. You already asked, answered rather my next question was, I was going to ask you, what do you practically do mm -hmm. to stay in peace? Right. And you're telling me it's staying in the word. Right. Is that a once a week thing? What does that look like? How do no. you keep peace when it's, you know, you don't know how the rent's going to get paid. You don't know how you're going to, 
you know, get a job before the world collapses around you. You get yeah. the bad prognosis from the doctor. How do you keep your peace? Practically, what would you tell the listener to do? Yeah, the biggest thing is just staying um, in the word and in prayer daily. And the Lord is faithful. Uh, he, he will speak to us in the word on the daily concerning what is going on in our life. The Bible says it's a living word. It divides the soul and the spirit. He's talking to us. It's alive. It's it's. It doesn't make human sense, but the Lord says his word is alive and it will. And I've just, as I've gone through things, I've stayed in the word and he will speak to me again and again and again, faithfully as we're going through things. And um, there was a time when we were in China and you had to go to the prison and speak to the um, prison authorities there about going to a meeting that you a city you weren't supposed to be in, a meeting you weren't supposed to be at, where you gave Bibles and money and we broke, you broke all kinds of laws. And so you had to go out to the city. I didn't know where you were going to be. Um, I didn't know how to get there. I asked you, where, where is it? What is the name of this town? You go, I don't know. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty scary. But we had to rest in God that he was going to take care of you in that. And we just prayed and the peace of the Lord fell in that room. And um, we were actually even excited about what God was going to do in a, in a, it didn't make sense, but in a crazy way we were. And the Lord just put, deposited that in us that he was up to something and that you were going to be okay. I remember that moment. Here we were newlyweds um, in China. Our bed, by the way, was this uh, material that they stapled on the frame, pulled it across, filled it with hay, mm -hmm. and then stapled it on the other side. So you felt like you were sleeping on a pregnant woman's belly. It was kind of round. Always fighting not to roll out of the bed. And, and it was too short for you. <laughs> About a, at least a half a foot too short for you. And we're laying on this bed, and what had happened is that the the prison officials said, we're going to come and arrest you if you don't come and give yourself up, if you don't surrender to us yourself. And word was sent to me. And so I had taken a steam locomotive way out into the country and I had no idea where I was. And I was the only foreigner that had ever been in that city. It was one of the laws I broke, which I didn't know. And I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know they were going to arrest me. I didn't know if I was coming back. I had no way of contacting you. It's before cell phones. Right. There's no contact at all. Before we're laying, email. We're laying on this pregnant bed <laughs> and we're praying. And you say to me, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm excited. Somehow I'm excited about what God's going to do. And it's exactly at the same moment what I was feeling an excitement, which is crazy to be in that moment. I mean, it's no joke to go to a Chinese prison and going out there um, and they walked me through the prison uh, to, to intimidate me and interrogated us for about three hours. And it did. I, at one point, I did not think we were coming out of there. And God did a great deliverance for us. It was a last minute deliverance that God did. Um, 
I just thought of another, oh, do you have more to say about that story? No, go ahead. I just thought of another last minute, not for us, but for someone that we have now met at the time we didn't know them. But uh, one night you and I just got a heavy, heavy burden. You had one to pray for somebody and you didn't know who it was for. And so I started praying with you. And then you felt like you needed to call this person and say, what's going on? I just feel like I really need to pray. And, um, and I don't think we even put it all together till maybe even a few years later when he, this friend of ours looked back in his journal and this, the woman that is now his wife, he finds out that exact date was a date that she had just been diagnosed with cancer. Terminal cancer. Terminal cancer. She was on the floor that nobody comes off of and her husband left her after she found out she got sick that day and she was in the dark night of the soul and the last minute God came in and uh, healed her. She got all better, married our friend, has a whole bunch of children and has had a wonderful life. I remember when I called, I said, I feel like I'm not going to sleep a wink until I call our friend, but it's it so late. late. Yeah. And you said, well, you better call. And I called. And as soon as the phone rang, he picked it up and he said to me, because I was going to say, what's going on? What am I praying for? He picks it up and he goes, what's going on? Hmm. And I said, I don't know. That's why I was calling you. I said, I've got such a burden to pray. I, I was literally sick on my stomach. And he said, I've been praying. I've been up praying for an hour. I said, what are we praying for? He said, I don't know. And, and I, I, it was a, over a year later that we discovered this was the moment his wife with a terminal cancer diagnosis. That day, her husband at the time said, I'm out of here, I didn't sign up for this. Right. And this, this person needed somebody to stand in the gap. We were states away across country, the middle of the night. And listener, I wanna to say to you right now, it may seem hopeless. But I want to tell you that God is the last minute God and he can get somebody up in the middle of the night to pray for you. He can bring someone to your house to deliver provision for you. God uses people. God uses supernatural means. He's a last minute God. This is not, we're not just talking about theology here. We're talking about our lives mm -hmm. for 33 years married. We have watched the last minute God provide. I walked out of that jail because the last minute God delivered me when I shouldn't have walked out of that jail. I'd broken five Chinese laws and I was caught red handed because they had a spy in the meeting. But the last minute God delivered me and he'll deliver you. Yeah. And I wanna wrap up this time together by praying for you, if that's okay. Maybe you're not even familiar with prayer, but prayer is something that Christ followers do because we're not just lifting words into the air. We're lifting our words to a God who hears and answers prayer and cares for you. So let's pray together. Father, I pray for our listeners right now. Lord, I don't know what they're facing. Some are down to that 1159th hour, Lord, but you, Father, are faithful to hear and answer prayer. I pray you will give them a peace that passes understanding, that hope will arise in them, 
and they will stand on the promises of God that our God will supply all of our need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Bless them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being here with me Thank today, lovey. Me. And we're going to be continuing our podcast. Join us next time for The Extraordinary Life with Craig Walker.